Your video bitrate was changed to blah. Okay. And okay. Well, it's 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 claims that it works. It, it's a claim. I don't okay. know if it's true, but it, it's a claim. And then we're going over to. Well, it well, says, says we're, we're live, live now. now. It, well, it. Well, it's showing up on my phone saying it, I got a notification saying we're live. Yay, we're live. Although it just straight up did it. That's cool. Usually I have to hit, <laughs> hey guys, I have to hit a blue button that's ready to go, but apparently here we are. So, so hey, so, so, can you like actually hear us? Hello? Can you hear me? I'm, I'm here. Yeah, I, I can hear you. I'm not sure if anyone can hear us, though. Oh. Someone in the audience, please tell me if you can hear me. And me. <laughs> and me. There's an echo. Got it. One second. Echo. Okay, so I think we lost our guest. Dang. Do we have an echo still? Okay. All right, uh, let's see. No echo. Oh. Okay. All right. Echo is only on her end. I'm just trying to make sure. All right. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it happens. You can't hear me though, right? I can hear you. Can you hear me? You can hear me, right? Yes, I can. I hear can. You. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Cool. I didn't realize. I didn't realize my computer wasn't plugged in, and it just died on me. <laughs> it's all good. All right. I'm gonna ask the audience one more time. <laughs> yeah. All right. Cool. And uh, are we good? I'm good uh, now. Is I'm talking to the audience. I'm telling them. Is she echoing? Am I echoing? Is everything good? All right, cool. Echo's gone. Thank God. We can actually like have a show now. All right. Okay. So, uh, 
Got the chat going, and I got my file open. All right, so welcome to the show. This is uh, Typing Live with CSJ, uh, Leanne Litzenberger's uh, edition, I guess. And yeah. uh, uh, so Leanne is the number two person who won uh, the giveaway at uh, facebook.com forward slash Life. Join our Facebook public group. And there is a thread in there uh, talking about, uh, you know, just search the word chosen. You'll find the specific post. And three people were chosen uh, to be winners of the uh, guided typing live thing, contest, giveaway thing. Well, that's <laughs> that's what this is. So Leanne is joining us. Where are you joining us from exactly? I'm joining you guys from Huntsville, Alabama. Alabama. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Uh, and uh, so just so you guys know, the basic format is uh, introductions and then uh, talking about ourselves a little bit just to provide some background info. And then also from there, uh, we're going to be doing the guided tour through the test and uh, which we will do. Uh, also, thank you all for like to the audience for one showing up at this different time, but also like telling uh, telling me what's wrong with the test. It is going to be fixed hopefully this week. So we'll get those bugs handled for you guys. I, I know they've been like super confusing, uh, but yeah, we'll get those out. Um, and then, uh, yeah. And then I guess we'll just end the show uh, on that. So uh, she'll she'll take she'll tell me what to do for the test and then I'll take the test for her at the end and we'll compare notes. It'll be fun. So okay. yeah, yeah. All right, so uh, Leanne, tell us about yourself. Uh, where do you come from? How old are you? Do you have any children? Do you work at a bank? No, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, I was born and raised in New England, uh, born in Massachusetts, grew up in Connecticut, and now I live in the deep south of Alabama. <laughs> wow, how'd that happen? <laughs> um, <laughs> well, okay. actually, I'm. I met my husband in Virginia, and then we moved to Alabama. So, um, but I'm a mom of two kids. I've got a almost 13 year old daughter and a um, 10 year old son. And uh, yeah, 10 year old son, huh? And I have a dog. Don't mind my background, but I got my puppy right here. Do you have? <laughs> oh, what's your puppy's name? His name's Cody. Okay, Cody. What breed? <laughs> He's a Staffordshire Terrier. So he's a Staffordshire Bull Terrier mix. Okay. And he's Bull highly yes, and he's highly aggressive towards people walking up and down the street. He will, he will literally go to the door and bark like a uh, like a Rottweiler. I mean, he's he's <laughs> yeah, he's all cute and he's like a middle, uh, a medium sized dog, but and he's walking up and down the Rottweiler there. All right, so he's he's like he's jealous, huh? Like yes. super jealous. Yeah, he's always trying to trying to get your attention, huh? Okay, that's cool. <laughs> so, uh, so what do you do for a living? Um, nothing. <laughs> that's okay. I mean, you're raising two kids, right? So you know, I have, I have failure to launch syndrome. You okay. have failure to launch syndrome. Yeah. Yeah. Well. I don't know. Every time I get a job, I get fired. So. <laughs> but, Would you like to expand on that for the audience? I don't. You don't have to if you don't want to. No. Well, okay. Listen. The last job I had, okay. Um, I worked in a daycare, 
and I worked with two two female teachers. One was an INTP, and one was, I believe, an INTJ. Those two got along great. I, I, I'm pretty affiliative, so I usually ask a lot of questions, and they didn't like that. They expected me to just jump right in and start doing stuff, but, and they got really annoyed with me because I was constantly asking questions, and so, you know, and from what I understand, from what I saw, they were not very caring towards the children and me being, you know, very friendly. I... You know, I kind of coddled the children more than just more than they wanted me to. So I don't know. They ended up getting rid of me. So I lasted like three days at that job. Oh, okay. Well, that makes oh, yeah. sense. Although, I, oh, oh, go ahead. You know, I was going to say in the INTP girl, she flat out said in a meeting that uh, she doesn't like people. And I'm like, why are you working there if you don't like people? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. Wow, the ENF, there, the uh, the uh, audience is throwing out a whole bunch of different types as to what they think you are. That's funny. Oh, uh, really? I, I I think they're all wrong, but that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, the uh, the camera's gone like weird for some reason i have You're no idea me oh no yeah i don't know why it's gone weird. oh there you go it's back all right cool for okay. a second there we had your interesting background again i don't know why oh. <laughs> it's no, gone now don't worry about it <laughs> i don't know where that background came from i don't know either it's funny oh thank you beauty thank you nice i just got my big oh, that's huge it's huge. Yeah, it's just green tea though. So it's not like yeah. I'm giving myself a sugar bomb, I promise. I, I'm not I'm not that irresponsible. I'm huh? Raspberry green tea. Coconut raspberry green tea, sugar free. Oh yeah. Good times. Railgun knows tea, guys. She's she's pretty good. I think it's the Japanese in her though. Like I'll be straight. Um so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so the audience uh, has various opinions. I disagree with the audience, but uh, we'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll very much see how this goes. This is going to be fun. I, I'm very excited. So, all right, <laughs> let's, let's dive into the test a little okay. bit. So um, due to uh, my inability to prepare ca proper camera angles, I guess I'm just going to have to go into the test and share the screen, and now I'm going to be pressing a button and switching back and forth between the camera and the test. So... Let's okay. do that. All right. For those of you who are new, uh, csjoseph.life has released our official test, and that is at csjoseph.life forward slash discover. Uh, please be aware that uh, the uh, video at the top is not exactly the most accurate thing in the world. We're going to get that replaced. Uh, also, read the instructions before you take the exam, please, or the assessment. Read the instructions. It's not that hard. So, for example, when it comes to this test, no one, for some reason, seems to be aware of uh, the fact that the test will take away answers from you. Why is this important? It's because then people will start saying that there is an informative ESTJ out there, and there's no such thing as an informative initiating outcome type. 
that's what they want to do. And it's like really frustrating. So guys, you don't have to take the test top down. You can take it bottom up. Good luck. You could start at any any question. The whole point is, is that when you're answering the test, and this is something we're going to be doing, you start at a question that you know is you. It doesn't matter where you start in the test. You just start at a question that you know for a fact, okay, this one's me. And I think you said you were affiliative, right? So we're going to do affiliative yeah. first, right? Okay. And then kind of mm -hmm. go from there. Because uh, you're like, I know I'm that. I'm like, okay, we're going to go, we're going to do affiliative <laughs> right away for you, which is fantastic, you know? Okay. And then we're going to branch out there. So guys, you choose the top three or four answers, and then you just let the test pick the rest of them for you after that. And that increases accuracy. Otherwise, you're not going to have very accurate ones. And apparently, like, the camera is still freaking out, but we're good. All right, let's keep going. Okay. <laughs> it's not your fault. It's all good. So, uh, awesome. We're going to hit the start uh, survey button here. And uh, then we're going to hit the uh, uh, that thing here. All right. We're going into Discover here. And for some reason, I wish, like, I could actually see our faces. So we're going to put in your name. And then, uh, gosh, let's just look. Um, let me see here. Let me pull up the email that we have on file just to make sure I'm doing it right. Because why not? All right, so. Um, there it is. I got it. Cool. Uh, cool. And what's your age range again? Uh, 45 to 50. Okay, cool. Got that one. Uh, that one. And cool. Awesome. And apparently I have little meetings coming up. So I'm going to scroll down on the test here, and we're going to pick... Uh, affiliative all right so coming back here adjusting the cameras to bring us back so affiliative has been chosen and let's get that there all right cool so we started at affiliative so so basically you're saying that you're constantly focused on what is good and proper and mm -hmm. uh, you value interdependence within a group meaning you always want to be on someone's team right uh, right. You're always focusing on enhancing group effectiveness to solve problems. You're acting, uh, you don't act until you ask permission because you don't want to mess up. It's probably why you're asking a lot of questions at the daycare, mm -hmm. right? Because you're just like, yeah. I need to know what my boundaries are here. Otherwise, really? yeah, it's all about asking that uh, that permission approach. Mm -hmm. So, um, okay, yes, guys, I'll put the link in uh, the uh uh, the chat. It's uh, csjoseph.life forward slash discover. There you go. All right, cool. Uh, so you guys could take the test too. If you want to take it along with us, go ahead. I mean, that, that's fun, right? So there you go. All right. So, uh, so it's all about unity, right? And making sure mm -hmm. that nobody goes without care because they can't afford it, those kinds of things. So you're just like, yeah, I'm affiliative. Okay, fair right. enough. So what, what, what's next? What's next? What, where would you say would be next, do you think? Um, progression versus um, outcome would be next. Oh, progression versus outcome, she says. Okay. All right. So I'm on the progression versus outcome page. Let's take a look at it. And I'll mm -hmm. read it uh, to everybody here. I promise I'll have my camera angles better next time, you guys. Sorry about this. All right. Uh, so 
progression is a focus on the movement towards a goal or aim, getting to point A to point B quickly and efficiently with less concern on the result, meaning you're willing to sacrifice uh, the outcome for the sake of time spent versus outcome is controlled, measured, does not feel rushed, and the quality of a desired outcome is preserved, meaning you're willing to wait you know, good things will come to those who wait, right? That's very outcome focused, right. you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So uh, so could you explain to everybody which one you think you are and and why uh, exactly? Yeah, um, okay, so I think I may be progression. I, I'm still on the fence. However, um, I don't like driving slow. I don't like slow people. Um, I, I do not like waiting for people. I'm very impatient. I don't know if that means progression or control, but, um, okay. but on the flip side, I don't like people rushing me. I don't like being rushed myself. So <laughs> it's, um, yeah, it's, you know, I prefer to, you know, I can sit, I can sit and do nothing all day long, but the second my husband says, we got people coming over in 20 minutes, I'll get my are clean and it all done to get here um what else i i'm more oh wait a minute he, <laughs> he tells you that there's people coming over in 20 minutes and there's just there's no warning and it's just hey there's a thing go <laughs> yep yeah because I, I was watching one of your videos in i was because i i'm kind of in between whether i'm an enfp or an infp so i was watching the enfp video and you said they work better with a gun to their head. So I kind of work better when there's pressure on me because I, you know, I, and I'm, and I'm also more about like um, the progress rather than, you know, the finished product. Cause I've got tons of, um, yeah, see now I'm jumping all over the place. <laughs> okay. but I, um, I have lots of projects I start. I start everything. I can never finish anything I start. So yeah. That, do you think I mean, you can't finish that. anything you start because do you think you get to that point because it's like hey i don't do that because you keep getting interrupted by other things and then people are changing your priorities for you in real time it's not necessarily you not losing the energy of finishing it don't you think it's other people pressuring you or external pressures inhibiting you Maybe you're just distracted a lot by the fact that you have demands for your attention at all times. Maybe that could be it. It's a combination of both because I'll, I'll be really interested in something and then something else will catch my eye and then I'll jump to that. And then maybe I'll go back. So maybe I'll go back to the other thing later. So like right now I, I am doing like reselling on eBay part time. Um, I was doing reselling for a while last year, then I stopped, then I started doing photography, and then I stopped that, and now I'm going back to doing uh, music, and then uh, some other projects, and, but I can never like follow through with anything. That's my hmm. big issue, is I can never follow through and stick to something. I get, I either get bored with it, or you know, usually I just get bored with it. What are you able to be consistent on at least? <laughs> Raising my kids. Mm. <laughs> They're still alive. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. <laughs> okay.
So interesting. Okay, so you want to choose progression then. All right. Yeah. We will do that. We will choose the progression uh, button. So cool. Progression has been chosen. All right, what's next, do you think? For your big one. Uh, I guess initiating versus responding. Okay, initiating versus responding. We can definitely do that. All right, so uh, looking at here, just to do, read out the definitions to everybody. Initiating mm -hmm. is a willingness to start or lead a conversation and to change topics at any time versus responding, uh, which is a preference for a passive role in conversation and remaining on the topic. Uh, initiating is taking the active role to know others, reinforce bonds, or provide guidance. Uh, responding is waiting for others to initiate, relying on others to keep them in the loop. Uh, initiating finds energy in interaction with groups three or more. And then responding finds energy in alone time or in one-on-one -on -one conversations. Okay, fair enough. Mm -hmm. So which one do you think and why? See, I'm also on the fence on that. I mean, do you think I'm... <laughs> I don't oh, know. Oh, yeah, I, absolutely I do. Yeah, because yeah. I, 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 you know, I, I don't know if asking questions would be considered initiating or... I, it could be, but it's mostly okay. like are you, you're changing the subject a lot, right? So, for example, uh, oftentimes you interrupt me or you even interrupt yourself uh, during this yeah. conversation, which is a sign of initiating, basically. Mm -hmm. And don't you usually do that because you're about to forget what, and you're afraid of forgetting, yeah. so you interrupt? Okay. Yep, that is a big thing with me, yeah. I used to get in trouble a lot when I was a kid because I would just butt in and start, because I was afraid I was gonna forget, so I would just start talking over somebody. And I got you know, I got in trouble with that with like teachers and other kids at school used to be like, I don't that kind of thing. Right. Awesome. Yep. Interesting. Interesting little dichotomy you have here. So, uh, so I guess we're going to choose initiating then on the test for you. Uh, okay. All right. Cool. So we'll do that right now, and let's make sure I hit the right button. Uh, so yeah, initiating. Awesome. So right now, let's go over what we have left over. Um, so it's forcing you to pick informative, uh, and then it's also but then we have systematic and interest we got to choose. So because it's forcing us to pick informative, we're going to go ahead and do that. Do you agree with that, though, on the informative side, because it's forcing you to do that? Um, um, yeah, I do think I'm informative. You know, I mean, I'm the, you know, I will usually say, hey, there's no milk in the fridge. And then, of course, my husband will be like, well, go get some, you know. Usually right. not direct unless I'm like stressed out or something. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, everyone likes to use the milk in the fridge example. <laughs> but the thing is, though, is that informative is a lot about hinting instead of explicitly saying it. Uh, so are you a person that literally hints at everything? 
Or are you always concerning yourself with the fact that you need to make sure that your message is being received in the way that you intend it to be received by your audience every okay. time? Because I haven't really noticed much hinting from you. Huh. Maybe it's because I'm nervous and I'm cognitive transitioning. <laughs> I, would, I, I, I don't know. I would imagine that that's a possibility. I don't know. I never thought of myself as being direct. I get direct or, uh, under a lot of stress. I'm like, do this, you know. But usually, if I'm if I'm in like a very calm, easygoing, regular mood, I mean, I've always thought of myself as informative. But if you think I'm direct, you know, I guess we can go ahead and hit direct. Well, the thing is, is that it's not letting us pick that. I, I just have to oh, ask, okay. you know, it's saying it's saying that you're you're informative. So we're going to we're definitely okay. going to go go from there. Um, so let's uh, pick that there. Pick that there. All right, cool. So we're forced we're forced to pick informative. So we picked that. Cool. So the available questions, we have systematic versus interest. We have abstract versus concrete. Next. And then mm -hmm. we have uh, uh, Orth and Water, and then Sword and Mace, Spear and Bow, and then Crusader and Philosopher is all that's left over on the quadras. Where would you like to go next? Okay. Um, let's see. Uh, systematic versus interest. All right, we're going to go look at systematic versus interest right now. Let's take a look. All right, systematic versus interest. Awesome. All right, so the definition, those who prefer systematic show focus on building one framework that describes the best way to do everything. Uh, it could also be a system or a process. Systematic types uh, do so based on models or labels within their framework, technique, methodology, or procedure. Or those who prefer interest tackle each situation uniquely to find win-win situations as defined by interests from all parties involved. It's what it's kind of people who are interest based are all about compromise. People who are systematic don't compromise because it's like, well, this is the best way to do something. And that's just the way it is, et cetera. Right. Interest types set their expectations based on the interests of others as well as their own interests. So what do you think based on that? What, uh, what do you think? Um. I I personally think I'm interested. I don't I don't see myself as very systematic. Okay, definitely. All right, yeah, I, I I'd agree with that. I would say interest as well for you, uh, yeah. for sure. Um, yeah, because uh, when you're discussing, you know, your children or you're discussing the daycare situation, you're constantly talking about what the other people are getting out of it versus what is the children getting out. You said, quote, I coddled the children more than they wanted to, right? Mm -hmm. Your coworkers wanted you to. And uh, you were talking about what the children were getting out of it versus what uh, your coworkers were getting out of it. Um, they got annoyed with me I was because I was asking a lot of questions. Uh, but from what I saw, they weren't very caring for the children. And because they weren't very caring for the children uh, in that regard, right? Uh, that's, it's like, okay, it's, it should be their interest. You're like, it should be their interest to, you know, be more caring towards the children uh, mm -hmm. and whatnot. So yeah, I, I definitely think that this proves uh, interest-based for sure. So mm -hmm. let's, let's choose interest, awesome. All right, so interest has been chosen. Cool. Let's see what's left. All right, so everything on the top has been chosen. We're moving down. 
okay? All right, we're being forced to pick abstract on abstract versus concrete now. The test is like, uh-uh, you can only do this, right? So <laughs> what do you think about that? Um, I've never seen myself as a concrete person. Um, really? Could you, could you walk, could you walk us uh, through that? Because, uh, the audience, interestingly enough, has an opinion that you might be concrete, but, uh, I would love to hear you counteract their, uh, their opinion there. So please, <laughs> please do this. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Is abstract like using a lot of metaphors? Cause I use a lot of metaphors when I, when I speak. Um, yes. So, Not necessarily analogies, though. Analogies can sometimes be considered, uh, like, it depends on the kind of analogy. Because you can use metaphors for analogies, but you can also use actual concrete examples for analogies. So it's kind of like, how do you use analogies, I guess? Right. So walk us through that. Oh, Lord. How am I... How, uh, I need some help because I can't, I can't figure out... Um, Maybe if you give me some examples. <laughs> sure, we can do that. Let's uh, let's use the test as a guide again. All right, so abstract versus uh, concrete. So when you're using metaphors, it's like, you know, you're talking about intangibles uh, such as concepts, implications, visualizations, and meanings, perceives through impression and intuition, asks what if, is future focused, theoretical, and idealistic, concrete, is a focus on tangibles such as the physical world experience experimentation observation what's in my past or what's in other people's past basically that's the concrete whereas abstract is more um what what could happen to me or what could happen to other people right right mm -hmm. those kinds of things it's future focus it's theoretical you know uh well, what if my son has this happen? I need to make sure that this is not that this is prevented. Or what if, um, or what if I find myself in a situation where these people don't stick around? What am I going to do then? I need to have a backup plan. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, so, like abstract people, philosophize, I hypothesize, spiritualize, conceptualize, consider metaphysics. Concrete people, it's all about see it before they believe it. They, they live in the real world and they're down to earth and they have common sense, basically, you know, whereas abstract people are accused of not having common sense, you know, right. um, and then abstract people are like accused of being impractical. They're also accused of being unrealistic or implausible or they wire wild speculation or entertaining unlikely possibilities. But concrete people are prone to being overly skeptic and have insane disbelief and doubt and dismissal and they tunnel vision and they hyper-focus on details that could be meaningless in that moment uh, for the concrete approach. But an abstract person is, try is always trying to get ahead of things, mm -hmm. whereas the concrete person is not necessarily about getting ahead of things. It's more of like, oh, I they endure it in the moment or they just react to it in the moment and they just kind of deal with it, whereas an abstract person doesn't really want to deal with those things per se. They're more trying to get away, uh, you know, from potential consequences to themselves or for others, basically, and trying to avoid those things. So it's kind of like a, a game of avoidance because they're always trying to see what's possibly coming. Whereas mm -hmm. a concrete person, there is no real game of avoidance as much 
It's more of, I'm going to behave in this way to make sure that there's zero consequences to what I'm doing because I don't know what they are. Or I'm going to have zero awareness of consequences to my actions whatsoever and then only react to it moment by moment like a tactician would do it. Whereas an abstract person is a little bit more strategic because they could see in the long term, they can plan things better and accordingly. So based on that, what do you think? I still think I'm abstract. Okay. I mean, you know, I, I'm, I'm a daydreamer. I've got my head, I'm in my head like all the time. And, you know, my husband even tells me I have no common sense. He's always accusing me. Of what, what, my, what did he say? He's, he's always accusing me of not having common sense. He's like, get some common sense, you know? Really? So, yeah. Always accusing him of not having common sense. Wow. I, he's still a good guy, you know. All right. I hope he doesn't watch this and get mad. <laughs> oh, it's fine. Uh, of not having common sense. Okay, yeah, that's actually a very common uh, thing when it comes to uh, abstract people. All right, so yeah, we're definitely going to be choosing abstract again. Mm -hmm. All right, so abstract is chosen. So now we have uh, fire and wind versus earth and water. You know, so are, it's all about your own desire for the future and working towards the achievement of personal goals and optimizing personal success. Uh, or is it aware of multiple possibilities for society uh, collectively, et cetera, and whatnot? Uh, in this regard, uh, do you have an opinion on, or what do you think about fire and wind versus earth and water in that in that area? Yeah, I did read over those, and um, I do. You know, earth and water does make more sense to me. Really, it does. So you're prioritizing your comfort over the comfort of other people. Yeah. <laughs> so well, yeah, I mean, okay, like I I've been dealing with a lot of stress. In everything so I've kind of like withdrawn from everybody and kind of like basically become a couch potato and you know I I'm more about my own comfort versus the comfort of other people which you know I, I mean I do put my kids first but when it comes to you know the people out there you know I'm I'm I probably think more about myself than Okay. So um, when you walk into like your bedroom, right? So mm -hmm. the sheets on the bed have to be a certain way for yourself, right? And okay. you just don't, and you don't care so much about your husband's opinion when it comes to <laughs> those sheets, right? And, right? and the temperature in the house has to be a certain exact way for yourself. And you don't necessarily care about your your husband or your kids uh, in that regard in terms of you. You're prioritizing you over them uh, potentially in that situation. Yeah. Yes, because we have an air conditioner and I keep telling I keep telling Ron, I'm cold, I'm cold. He's like, okay, turn the air conditioner off. So I turn it off. I don't care if he's hot or not. I, I'm cold, I want the air conditioner off. All right, that's, that's <laughs> he interesting. Just this, he just did that like yesterday. I was complaining about the air conditioner being on. Okay. So, okay. So another thing about earth and water, like water types, they really want to be wanted. They want to be desired. Whereas wind types want people to, to be able to have the ability to stick around and stay around. So 
are you more concerned with people not choosing you or not wanting you in your life? Or are you more concerned about people who are like going to abandon you and not stick around? One or the other. That's an interesting question. Um, you know, I, I used to be somebody who wanted to be accepted and um, appreciated and validated and all that. I guess recently it's more like, you know, I guess, I don't know. I mean, I've, I've pushed a lot of people away in my life, but I still will. Why did you push them away? Stress. I, I got highly stressed. I have I have a son with um, autism, and you know it's it's been a very stressful couple of years. And so I you know I just couldn't hand. I don't like people knowing what's really going on in my life, so I'll only tell them so much. And um, you know. So I, I kind of pushed everybody away, but I kept them at arm's length where I will text them every once in a while to make sure they're still around because I might need them in the future. <laughs> okay, once in a while, uh, once uh, to see to see if they are still around what? because what? I might need them in the future. <laughs> that is so interest that that statement that is so interest. Holy <laughs> smokes. <laughs> all right. Like, oh no, they're all going to watch this and go, uh, "Hello." <laughs> the thing is though, I think everybody does that, so why lie yeah. about it? You know what I mean? <laughs> like yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty interesting for sure. All right, cool. Uh, all right, let's 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 uh, move on then. Uh, the test is forcing us to choose earth and water anyway, so we're gonna go ahead and do that. Um, and the next one is uh, spear and bow and sword and mace. Um, and let's see. Okay, uh, so. Spear and bow judges and makes decisions based on rationale, aggregated knowledge obtained from external sources, and a personal sense of morality and goodness. They literally look everything up. They're always asking people, well, how do you know that? How do you know that? How do you know that? What's your source? Cite your sources. Uh, Spear and bow people care about their achievements, their reputation, their status in front of other human beings all the time. Uh, they, they love them, their credentials. Uh, they're also emotionally self-aware and seeks those things which makes it happy, which means they don't need external validation whatsoever. Um, mm -hmm. Sword and Mace uh, judges and decides based upon logic, deductive reasoning, and the ethical standards of society at large. They're all about facts, true or false. Uh, Sword and Mace is confident in its own intelligence and ability to reason and doubts that of others. Uh, it's like always focusing on your own thinking, but other people's thinking doesn't really matter as much. As long as you agree, as long as you think uh, it's true, then it's fine. Uh, but if mm -hmm. you if you still don't think it's true, then oh well. It also relies upon others to help inform its own morality and assuage feelings of self-doubt and self-esteem, which means sword and mace people can be pretty self-deprecating. And sword and mace mm -hmm. is less emotionally self-aware uh, instead, seeking to care for or heal others in exchange for recognition or the chance to feed off their good emotions or values. Now, sword and mace people are often accused of being arrogant, 
having echo chambers in their heads, making decisions on old information. They have serious self-doubt, self-deprecation issues, and they're also accused of being stubborn. Whereas mm -hmm. the spear and bow person is accused of having a superiority complex or confirmation bias or mm -hmm. overly using reductionism and nominalism, AKA Occam's razor, uh, outsourcing their thinking to others instead of verifying it on their own and manipulating the perceptions of others in order to increase their status or their reputation. Oh, we have to look this one way so that these people always think I'm a good person, even though I'm not actually not. It's always better for me to look good in front of people instead of actually be good. And I don't have to be good as long as I look I'm good. You know what I'm saying? That's the spear and bow uh, negatives that they can do, right? Um, and so that's kind of the, the direction. Uh, Spear and Bow seeks the absolute good, but Sword and Maze seeks the absolute truth uh, in that regard. So mm -hmm. based on all these things, where do you think you fit currently? Um, Spear and Bow. <laughs> really? Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. So yeah, I'm all about, you know, the status and making myself look good, even though, you know, I, I mean, yeah, I'm a good person. I'm not like, you know, at least I try to be. <laughs> okay. So, um, so you don't really ever going around correcting anybody. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I do. <laughs> okay. So spear and bow people don't really correct people unless they're okay. like a TE parent, then they could correct people because they have a lot of aggregated knowledge that they could throw in people's face, but you don't often see an expert thinking inferior correcting people. You might even see it in TE child in situations and T even TE hero, they're willing to back down because it's like, okay, man, you can go think that you can think that, you know, your stupid is not my problem. That's the spear and bow way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But like, but like a, a sort of maze person, the sort of maze person is like, wait a minute. No, I am going to correct you because you are incorrect and you're going to cause damage to other people if mm -hmm. I don't correct you. Right. Okay. That's the sword and mace way because the correcting is using the sword basically, right. you know, uh, to correct them because the mace is like the F E it's the expert feeling. It's the ethics. It's the, because if you're not correct, you're going to cause harm. So it's my right. job to correct you, to prevent you from causing harm basically. Okay. Does that make sense? So yeah. do you have any questions I'm about that? I'm on your Facebook page. Oh, but I page a lot and you know I see a lot of people who I feel are not the type that they say they are and I may you know tell them yeah you might be this type <laughs> is that is that what I, you know and then they get mad at me and <laughs> it's like but then yeah. I back off you know I don't want to get too into it because you know maybe I am wrong but there's a few people on there that I'm like yeah you are not an INFJ <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, they, I, I, I've seen, I've seen a lot of people say different things, but uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get to the interesting here. So uh, let's, uh, let's keep going. All right. So it's forcing us to choose spear and bow, though. So it's forcing okay. it, and then it's forcing us to choose philosopher for quadra. So do you mm -hmm. know much about quadras? What, what do you think about quadras? Yeah, I read through them. Um... You know, I always, you know, I was, I never would have even considered a crusader type at all, since that's, that's the other type that you said 
you know, I could have, the other quadra you said I could have been. So definitely not a wayfarer. Um, what was the other one? Definitely. Uh, so yeah, the wayfarer and then there's Templar. Uh, and then there is the, yeah, and then the philosopher. So let's actually, let's actually look at the differences here uh, inside of this. Let's go back in here. All right, cool. So it, the, the test is forcing you to take philosopher at this moment. Mm -hmm. All right. So it says philosophers are studious and academic. Faith, beliefs, ideas, and prestige. All about mm -hmm. them, their prestige. They are drawn to civic duty, charity, politics. Philosophers live their lives committed to doing the right thing. They also seek to create rules and guidelines for other people to follow. They are focused on their own happiness and comfort over that of others. So that basically means that you don't care about other people's happiness when compared to your happiness. You only care about your own happiness. Right. Um, so you're okay with being seen as selfish like that? <laughs> Um, I don't want to be seen as, as selfish. I mean, but you know philosophers what? often are, regardless of what they do. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, I mean, if somebody needs help, I will help them. You know, I've never seen myself as an FE type, though. It's always been FI. But really, why? Why is that? Uh, I'd like to know. I, I know I kind of, you know, like I said earlier, I, you know, when the air conditioner's on, I care about my, my comfort versus the house. You know, I kind of myself as selfish, you know, I kind of admit it. My husband's also told me that I was selfish. I mean, I've been selfish, you know, in certain times, not all the time. Not but, all the time. Yeah, but I mean, if... If I see somebody in need of help, yes, I will definitely help them, you know. Right. Okay. So uh, that's fair. Uh, and let's, uh, let's go. Let's go in here. So it's forcing us to choose philosopher at this moment. And we're going to hit the submit button. Okay. Submitted. Okay. And it takes us to the congratulations. Your type is the ENFP. Bard page. How do you feel about that? Yeah, that's pretty much what I thought I was. I mean, I thought I was INFP for a long time, um, but back from when I was a kid all the way up to now, and I was highly extroverted as a child. I mean, I was just butting in, blurting out stuff. I would be in sixth grade class and just blurting out the answers without raising my hand. <laughs> But, you know, I've, I've dealt with a lot of social anxiety over the years because I got bullied and picked on as a kid. And so, you know, I've kind of withdrew. So that's why I thought I may have been an INFP for a long time. But um, I, I think, you know, since, you know, I'm I'm either ENFP or INFP. That's Those are the two that I've, I've never considered any other type. So you said that you were blurting out answers as a kid. Mm -hmm. Usually kids present as their subconscious or, you know, their ego's not well developed, but an ENFP is triple affiliative, which means they're more focused on doing the right thing and following the rules more than any other type. So why would an ENFP who's all about following every rule, including all the social rules as a small child, be blurting out answers in a classroom? 
good point. <laughs> uh, I'm kind of confused on that. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. Uh, let me ask you some other questions. So are you really, really, really afraid of doing new things and things you've never done before to the point where you'll procrastinate for weeks before you actually do it because you've never done it before? I so badly want to start a YouTube channel, but I am scared to death of, so this is one of the reasons why I wanted to do this live stream because it, it's getting me on YouTube to where I can have a little more confidence of putting myself out, putting myself out there basically. And what are so, the negative consequences that you're, that you're afraid of as a result of going on, on YouTube? Sounds, I, I'm afraid of sounding stupid. I'm afraid of, Okay, afraid of sounding stupid. Afraid of sounding stupid. I'm so glad that you said that. Wow. Afraid of sounding stupid. Interesting. Isn't it true that the one way to hurt you the most is to not listen to you at all and not even give you a voice and not even give you a chance to speak your piece or anything for that matter? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, okay, cool. Thank you for that information. Let's have me take the test for you now. How about that? <laughs> I was like 100% confident I was like an NFP type. How in the world could I be anything else? How in the world? We'll, we'll find out, we'll find out. You're not an ENFP though. You're not an NFP. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> okay. But we'll, we'll look at it. The, the audience, especially cool beat guy, he says, quote, she's pretty obvious ENFP in my opinion. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah. So we'll see. We'll see how this goes. Cool. And uh, you, always, you said, uh, I always thought I was an ENFP. You know, mm -hmm. interesting. Interesting you said that. We're gonna we're gonna go over that. So pretty awesome. Let's reset the test actually. Um, so okay. we're gonna do that. Uh, we're gonna get the back button, and when it starts survey again, we're gonna do Leanne. We're gonna do uh, that again, and then we're gonna do here, and we're gonna do here. Now let, we started we started the exam uh, with. Uh, affiliative versus pragmatic, right? That's that's where we initially began on the first thing. And I got to say, that's 100% true. That, beyond a shadow of a doubt, especially your, your daycare story, uh, mm -hmm. or are you talking about, well, I do put my kids up first in this situation, you know, that I, I definitely agree that overall, when we're comparing you between pragmatism, which is being super independent versus, you know, interdependent, being on a team, making a better team to get more done together. Absolutely affiliative, hands down. I, I yeah. think that's really uh, definitely true. So we're going to we're going to mark that down for sure. All right. So affiliative. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then uh, you also said something about, you know, abstract versus concrete. I also agree abstraction is definitely the way to go with you because you definitely seem concerned about the possibilities of the situation and looking at contingencies, you know, consistently, you know, and, and these types of things. Uh, 
making sure that you have your bases covered. Sometimes you have to do this from like a, a leadership role because it's like, okay, I seem to be the only one that's paying attention to what's going to happen here. So I have to take charge because no one else around here is going to do it. So I have to do it. And then you do, and then you do well with it, able to lead people in that regard, which is pretty cool. So awesome. We're going to put down a point for uh, abstract. Uh, so we already did that. So we have affiliative and we have abstract, which is cool. Um, and uh, awesome. And then uh, let's see what's next here. Let's see. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Interest based. Remember how I like said earlier now that's an interest statement. Let's see. What, uh, <laughs> yeah, you said uh, you said, quote, um, let's see here. You said, quote, I will text them every once in a while to see if they're still around because I might be, I might need them in the future. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I've heard that statement many times. <laughs> I've heard that statement from an, from an ex-girlfriend of mine, actually two ex-girlfriends of mine. I've also heard that statement, you know, uh, well, I haven't really heard that from my wife, but Sometimes I, I wonder, you know, but no, she hasn't said that. But definitely two ex-girlfriends of mine uh, have said this too. It's it's pretty uh, a pretty common approach. And honestly, you shouldn't be judged for that. Like that's actually really normal because people have to respect everyone's individual boundaries, you know? So no right. one should be judging you for that because everyone does that. You know what I'm saying? So right. definitely, definitely interest-based uh, for sure. Definitely interest-based. And then next on the list, I'm definitely going with uh, initiating versus responding. I agree with you. You've been initiating this entire time. You've been uh, you've been changing the subjects, changing the topic. Like you started talking about your dog randomly, and I'm like, <laughs> no one was talking about the dog. That's not on topic. But you changed the topic, so it's initiated for sure. Definitely initiating in that regard. So yeah, we put a point down for initiating uh, to that end. Um, and uh, let's see here. Let me, uh, I fumbled my camera angles a little bit. And then, uh, so we have direct versus informative. Um, okay, so, and then fire and winds, and then spear and bow, sword and mace. Okay, so let's see here. Now, where do I want to, where do I want to get, where do I want to go here? I wonder, hmm. So we're going to leave direct versus informative alone because, you know, it's kind of hard to tell. We're also going to leave progression versus outcome alone because it's kind of hard to tell just a little bit. So instead, right. we're going to be focusing on the cognitive functions next. We're going to do fire and wind, earth and water, and spear and bow, sword and mace for sure. Uh, because everything that we have now, I think, is absolutely 100% what it is. Right. Uh, so um, now we we had conversations earlier, uh, you know, um, we had conversations earlier. Okay, so you said uh, within uh, the context of uh, this conversation, so let's get some additional quotes from you here. Okay. You said, quote, this is one of the reasons why I want to do this live stream. It's getting me on YouTube. It's giving me more content, uh, confidence to be in front of an audience. 
usually when someone is talking about confidence in that area, it's usually because it's all about how they're going to perform and how they're performing in front of others. Well, performing in front of others is extroverted sensing. It is not introverted sensing. Because okay. to an extroverted sensor, it's somebody who is, you know, coming off in a certain way. They, they're always sensitive to how they're coming off or, you know, how they smell or how they sound. And then mm -hmm. you said afraid of sounding stupid. Okay. Afraid mm -hmm. of sounding. That's an SE statement. And sounding stupid is a TI statement. So that's okay. more of a sword and mace, right? Afraid of sounding stupid sounds like. TI inferior with extroverted sensing and the ego, afraid of sounding okay. stupid. So based on that, and that's just one example, and I got more examples that we can do, and I'm actually gonna go through your entire dialogue uh, for the audience as, as well. But honestly, I don't think you're a selfish person. I really right. don't. I think you're very giving. I think you really care about other people. And you've said, I always thought I was an ENFP. That's your TI saying you always thought this certain way. And you interrupted me, kind of like corrected me there, blurting out answers as a kid because you're correcting people. But then you'd have to have a pragmatic side of the mind. And an NFP doesn't have a pragmatic side of the mind because uh, from uh, an NFP point of view, you'd have to be triple affiliative. They're not necessarily right. going to be always blurting out answers. There might be like an ENFP might be interrupting, you know, but they're talking within their own little crew and whatnot, but they're not going to always take center stage with all of the attention in the room unless they feel morally justified in doing so. And usually they're not going to feel morally justified in doing so with FI parent. So they're just usually going to be like, eh, I'll just keep my mouth shut. This is not my problem. I don't care. It's not really my thing as much. Right. And then you said, I kind of only push people away. Well, Templars push people away because it's loyalty checks. I'm going to push you away to see if you'll stick around. I'm going to push you away to see if you're going to be here, if you're strong enough. I'm going to test your integrity as a person and your character to see if you're willing, if you actually are real. I need to know that you're real. So I'm going to push you away to see if you come back, right? It's called loyalty checks right? Okay. You know, you kind of only push people away. Um, you know, uh, so, but you're also a very private person, which is fine. You say you don't like people knowing what's really going on in your life. So you only tell them so much. That's a wise point of view. Um, mm -hmm. You said something about getting highly stressed and then like disappearing for a little bit. Right. That's not, that's not a sign of introversion. As most people would think it's more of uh, it's burnout like it's typical burnout i mean sometimes i get burned out i initiate with people a lot i've noticed other people like you who initiate with a lot and then they just have to shut the door for two weeks and be like don't talk to me i can't deal with this i've given so much i've given so much and no one cares and because no one cares i'm going to focus on me for a bit you know, because someone like you needs to be appreciated. Someone has to give you recognition for your hard work and your help. But when you don't, you get upset. And of course you get upset because it's like, why do I go out of my way to work my ass off for you if you can't show me the smallest amount of gratitude? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because, you know, jobs in the past, it's like if I'm not getting the recognition from my boss, it makes me not interested in the job anymore. And then I either end up quitting or, you know, I just show no interest in the job and end up getting fired or I quit. I've quit lots of jobs and I've gotten fired from lots of jobs. 
because you know it just it the job end up getting boring after a while I, I i agree with you i think it's because you're being judged you're being misjudged by other people um i think the first thing that they're judging you with is that i think they're saying that you're stupid which is the most hurtful thing anyone could ever do to you which is ridiculous yeah. because you spend so much time thinking about everything and you put so much effort into it. And then when someone is just going to completely invalidate your voice after putting in all of that effort, it's like, why do I even bother? Screw you. And then you're going to get like in a rage at that point because it's like, right. no. And then, of course, they're going to fire you after that because you're in a rage. But it was their own fault to begin with because they didn't understand you and they're just taking away your voice. Mm -hmm. And then they also label you behind your back as selfish and entitled, which mm -hmm. I don't think is true. I think they're just projecting their own internal struggles onto you in those situations, especially since you were potentially working with two ITJs at that daycare, both of them having FI child and potentially projecting their own insecurities onto you because they felt bad about you judging their FI for not being sympathetic enough towards the children in that moment. Right. Well, one of, them was, one of them was an INTP. She was. Oh, an INTP. Fair enough. Yeah. I could see how an INTP would clash because their FE inferior can like really have have a struggle when when we dealing with. Uh, yeah, we did not get along at all. I, I believe you. So anyway, based on based on uh, you know how caring you are, definitely going to say sword and mace for sure. Um, because I you're just not that selfish, and sometimes you do self deprecate. So because sword and mace was chosen, automatically we're forced to choose Templar. We're forced to choose fire and wind. And then we are forced to choose outcome. We are forced to choose direct, actually. So as a result, your, your results have to be ENFJ. Yeah, the ENFJ, exactly. And this is how, and this, Say I mean, again. I could be, I could be like really deep in my shadow though, because I'm under extreme amount of stress for like the last ten years. I, I mean, just totally burnt out. So I don't know if that's you know me being in my shadow and you're seeing my shadow side, or or if I, I mean, you know, I always thought ENFJs. I mean, I'm still organized. I I have no organization skills. I never have. Zero. You can ask my mom. <laughs> well, ENFJs have TE demons, so they're not very organized, let's be honest. They can organize for other people, but organizing for themselves, that's the problem. Because they're so externally focused. Templar types are very external. It's all about how other people feel. It's all about what other people are doing. Like how often do you check to see on your children what they're doing or how they're doing? You know, how right. often do you check what on your husband? How do you how often do you check on people? You see what I'm saying? Like, I never do this. I'm SC Demon. I don't care what other people are doing. I'm so focused on what I'm doing and maximizing what I'm doing. I don't care what other people are doing. It is not real to me. It does not hit my head. It doesn't even mean anything. I don't. It doesn't even occur to me to even think about what other people are doing. To the point where I've had to write reminders in my phone to set alarms off so I contact someone to check on them or to see what they're doing, basically. 
uh, and especially necessary like with other SI users in my life, I have to do that to pretend to have SE basically so I can have better relationships with people as a result, you know? But let's let's actually analyze uh, things going uh, forth because apparently Hunter uh, Spradlin uh, in the chat is completely full of unbelief in terms of whether or not I'm capable of typing you by looking at your words. And that's okay. Every now and then we have doubters like that. Hunter, I recommend you watch season 18 uh, playlist immediately because I actually break down our sentences and how you can translate them directly into cognitive axes and cognitive functions. If you haven't do that, I recommend that. And you could do that at csjoseph.life forward slash members, grab a membership for like a month and just binge watch all of that. And you will see that I'm right and you're not in that moment, <laughs> just so you know. Anyway, let, let's let's actually let's actually go through all of my notes that I've collected for you. Okay. okay. So uh, you sign on, we're having some technical difficulties. I started recording immediately. Like I don't I don't waste any time. And then right. you, you immediately you were saying something to me, then you interrupt yourself and you're like, hey, to your husband, can you help me with this uh, electronics thing? And then he comes over and he helps you, but you did an interruption. You were really direct with him in that moment. You were very initiating. And it was all about the outcome of getting the technology to work. So I knew instantly you were an in-charge type just off of that interaction alone. Um, uh, Chase can't see me. I don't know what button to use. Chase can't see me. That's expert sensing. I don't know what button. That's TI in uh, there as well. So SETI user, which means you're a Templar. This is your second sentence, basically. Wow. Oh my goodness, I am so stupid. That's FE hero self-deprecation mixing with TI inferior. So, and I knew that you're an in-charge type, which means you could only be ESTP or ENFJ, but the self super high self-deprecation meant more of an FE hero standpoint. What in the world? Where did I get this background from? And then their fun background showed up. That was hilarious. Uh, it's like they were in front of a green screen and whatnot. Right. And that's again, you're you're looking at my experience. That's you're aware of others, someone else's experiences. You're looking at my experience in that moment. And uh, I'm using my husband's computer, whatever he has got on here. Uh, I didn't even ask you for that information. You gave me that information again. Uh, so that was an NISE statement, uh, whatever he's got on here, SE. I'll try not to move around too much, which, which is cool, uh, because you're, again, trying to give the good experience there. Um, I forgot my password. Uh, I never use Twitter. I never use Twitter, so I always forget my password because we had to use Twitter to get on here, uh, which is indicative of low introverted sensing and high extroverted sensing forgetfulness. Uh, right. And uh, let's so see. Let's see, I am so sorry you apologize, Effie Hero, self-deprecation again. Okay, just a sec, uh, so we got disconnected, and you're like, hey, well, hold on, Chase, I need you to wait here. That's an indication of outcomes. We're trying to get waiting instead of you're trying to, you know, keep, you're not spinning your wheels, trying the same thing over and over again. So like a progression person is literally what Einstein would be like, that person that does the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. Progression people are mm -hmm. very prone to doing that, but outcome people like never do that. But think about it, Einstein was an outcome person because he's an INTP. So of course right. he'd be biased in making that judgment in terms of his definition of insanity. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, I'm afraid if I touch something and it goes wrong, that's a sign of abstraction because you're mm -hmm. aware of what could happen and you don't want it to go wrong. So that's N-I-S-E, abstraction. 
Uh, I was born and raised in New England. Uh, now you're starting telling the audience about yourself. You're just providing facts. Met my husband in Virginia, mom with two kids, almost got a 13-year-old daughter, 10-year-old son. I have a dog. His name's Cody. And you start going into the details about your dog. Um, he is highly aggressive towards people. So you ta you're talking about the experience the dog has, basically, not what you have experienced personally with the dog. You never said, oh, the dog, I'm so stressed with the dog because I end up having to deal with this thing and this thing and this thing. You didn't do it from that perspective. You're just saying the dog does this, the dog does this, the dog does this, has expert sensing, expert sensing. Okay. He's all cute, medium-sized dogs. He's jealous for attention. Failure to launch syndrome, you mentioned that. Now, oftentimes INFJs have that because they're performance anxiety. But that's not to say that performance anxiety can't happen within ENFJs. It still can happen. But usually that comes from a fear of people thinking you're stupid, which you admit later in the conversation. Mm -hmm. It also comes from, um, it also comes from, um, you know, not having the confidence to perform well, but it mm -hmm. also, and I think this is your main issue, people are putting you, people in your life are putting you into your shadow. And mm -hmm. they're doing this because they're not giving you any recognition. They're not thanking you. They're not giving you gratitude and they need to. And exactly. that's, is putting you in your shadow and it's making you feel horrible and then you have to behave selfishly or without common sense right as your husband would claim i i think i think ron is an istj if i had to guess um but um so you might want to check that out too um I but thought about that yeah Okay, well, that means you guys have a bronze pair, which is the most statistically accurate or statistically uh, common marriage amongst your types, and uh, also is statistically the one that lasts the longest. So awesome. Bronze pair yeah. is good times. Uh, but failure to launch syndrome, I think for you, is not necessarily the INFJ performance anxiety thing as much as it is a lack of validation. You need validation. You need someone to recognize you for all the good things you do, even the little stuff, you know? Mm -hmm. Like for example, my wife the other day, she made me breakfast. I usually make my own breakfast, but she made me breakfast and saved me a lot of time. I was very grateful to her. And I said, thank you. You know, it was it was a big deal. And then you went into your daycare story and you talked about how you use your story to show how you're affiliative, which I agreed, but you were talking about the INTP and the ITJ in that moment, if they're ICJ or INFJ or INTJ, I don't know, but right. you're talking about, you were talking about them mostly. It wasn't so much about you. We we're talking about them and, and the children. It's very external and about caring towards the children. It's very FE, you know, so yeah. it's SDFE in that moment, right? Uh, and you know, yeah, you don't like waiting for people. It's where you're considering being progression. I don't think any NI parent likes waiting for people right. because an NI parent can still be impulsive and get to the outcome that they want because they know the outcome they want. They know they're more responsible with what they want than other people, which means they allow themselves to be impulsive because they know they can be responsibly impulsive to get those goals handled, right? Mm -hmm. uh, I don't like people rushing me. That is outcome. No outcome person likes to be rushed. They hate being rushed. Whereas movement person, right. they can be rushed and they can handle it, but not outcome, not really so much. Unless they're a progression type that has an introverted sensing that is just like, uh-uh, not doing that. In some cases, you might have an SI inferior claim that. Oh, you had a question? Oh, no. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Uh, and then we talk about how you can sit and do nothing all day long. I think you would do more and be more productive if someone actually thanked you and gave you some gratitude. Yeah. Like for example, 
What if after you worked really hard, like, so your husband said, okay, we got people coming over and you're like, okay, boom, clean the house. And then you're thinking about, okay, what do I have in the freezer? Oh, I got frozen pizza. Throw it in there. You got that going. You just added some extra cheese. You cut up a little bit of salami. Hey, you made it look good. It worked. All that happened. You had people come over. Uh, they're really close friends uh, with your husband, although one guy is some kind of business fellow with your husband, which then translated into your husband getting either a promotion later or maybe signing a deal of some kind, some type of sales related thing, who knows. But then all of a sudden, mm -hmm. as a result of that, because of your contribution at that moment, he was able to reach a higher level of status. And then all of a sudden, He's got babysitters set up out of nowhere, doesn't even tell you about it. And he's got a nice night plan for the both of you. And he takes you out to show you as a gift of gratitude or thanks as a result of you going the extra mile in that moment when he just told you at the last minute that something was happening, right? right. That's an example of gratitude. That's an example of recognition, you know, in that okay. moment, especially in the context of a marriage. Um, so, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying he never does that. I mean, he has done right. that. He, oh, I mean, he will thank me. Every now, you know, and I'm not that, throwing him under the bus. <laughs> huh? What was that? I'm not throwing him under the bus. Uh, yeah, I'm. Yeah, because he he said he is going to watch this video afterwards. So I'm trying to. Okay, he's, he's a really good guy. I promise. We've known each other for I, 25 years. So I believe him, and, I, and especially you know if he's an ISTJ and they're super affiliative, but they also have FI child, and they are very good at showing gratitude when it counts. I'm not here to throw him under the bus. I'm not here to think less of him. I think very highly of him, especially if he's being that supportive to you. But you're talking about like your job situations and your jobs too. And that's another area where you definitely need that validation. But women, women are very cruel to each other, mm -hmm. especially on the job, especially when you're going into more feminine like jobs like daycare and whatnot. They're very cruel and they're very judgmental. It's one of the reasons why women have such a hard time uh, either moving department or the moving departments or leaving departments or going to the gym or who knows or even going to church in some cases because mm -hmm. of how judgmental they can get uh, and your mind is aware of people's value judgments more than everything so it's super easy for your brain or your mind to feel undervalued compared to other people and then it's like, wow, I just feel stupid all the right. time, even though you're not, even though you know you're not. But the thing is, is that it would be nice if someone would actually value you enough to ask you for your advice and ask you to solve the problem, right? Because mm -hmm. that's also another example of recognition in that moment. It's super important, right? Yeah. yeah. yeah so I was going to say, uh, my husband has tested as an INTJ, which, you know, me because uh, he's a software engineer. He does, you know, a lot of computer programming. He's very smart. He doesn't, um, he, he doesn't give himself enough credit. But yeah, he and I are both very stressed out. So he gets, he gets it in his moods as well. But, but when he's calm, he is the nicest guy in the world. He is. So I, I, I believe you. Uh, my brother-in-law is very similar. So my gut says ISTJ for him. And, and both of you, I recommend check it out. Uh, okay. So anyway, I don't think there's really any more reason to go through the rest of my notes here. I think we got this pretty, pretty well on lockdown. And, uh, you know, my... Uh, for, so from my point of view, definitely ENFJ. I recommend checking out... Uh, the uh, ENFJ lectures here on the YouTube channel. 
Uh, or if you want, you could just pay for the one-time lifetime access, uh, which is at offers.csjoseph.life forward slash ENFJ, which takes you to the ENFP, ENFJ page after you take the test. And then you can get season 19, which is how to be the best ENFJ. And then, then there's also season 14, which is romantic relationships for ENFJs, et cetera, within that context of super high compatible relationships. And in fact, we're doing uh, the bronze pair videos very soon in season 14, which is also part of the membership. If you remember, I don't know. But regardless, those resources are available to help you. I'd also be really curious to see your husband do the ISTJ videos too and see if he resonates with those. Oh man, that'd be really fun. So I'm gonna see if I can I want him to take the test. So I'm gonna see if I can get him to take the test. He he's a bit of a skeptic because he, he originally did not want me to even do this live stream. So oh. <laughs> what for? <laughs> What for? He, he wanted to know your credentials. He's like, is this guy legit? Is this guy a scam artist? Oh, so affiliative. Yeah, he's an ISTJ. Like, I, yeah, yeah. straight up. What's this guy's yeah. credentials? As I literally claim on the stream that philosopher types outsource their thinking to others instead of verifying yeah. themselves. <laughs> I hope he watches this part. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he said he was going to watch this video. So, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, that's fantastic. Well, anyway, Leanne, I think we're done with the show now. Thank you so much for coming and exposing yourself to this audience and getting on here. I think I, I definitely believe you did a great job. And uh, yeah, if you want to become a YouTuber, go for it. It's not. Yeah, like uh, something one piece of advice, though, when you're doing it, and this comes from, I think, page 108 of Traffic Secrets from TrafficSecrets.com. Uh, okay. Gary Vaynerchuk says a uh, has a message in the book, and it's like, don't focus on creator. He's like most on creating. Most people think they only have one at bat when it comes to YouTube. Literally, all you have to do is just show up, make all the mistakes along the way. Focus on documenting. Don't focus mm -hmm. on creating. If you're going to spend all your time trying to make the perfect video and trying to perform well for others, you're going to fail. Instead, don't focus on that. Just focus on showing up. Remember, like my my season one videos they're terrible like let's be honest yep. you know and it's been a lot <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it vanilla chase <laughs> so you know anyway uh, i i definitely recommend that and guys if you want to check out those entrepreneurship books csjoseph.life forward slash reading scroll down click entrepreneurship 15 you will see all the entrepreneurship books including traffic secrets so you guys can get educated on how you too could become a youtuber or an entrepreneur it's all there read them in order the order matters and if the books have the word secrets in them get physical copies at trafficsecrets.com dotcomsandsecrets.com and expertsecrets.com and copywritingsecrets.com but you literally have everything you need and you'll know more about marketing sales and being a creator than anything that could ever be taught to you in a university. So anyway, uh, thanks for coming, Leanne. Uh, this has been fantastic. And uh, thank you all, audience, for showing up. We had a huge turnout, almost 250 people, I believe, at one time. I think that might be a record for us. I'm not sure. Wow. Maybe 278 is. I'm not sure. But fantastic. And uh, with all that being said, folks, I'll see you guys tonight on my Twitch feed playing Among Us with members of the audience. 5.30, uh, no, 7.30, yeah, 7.30 Eastern tonight, twitch.tv forward slash csjoseph, except the O is a zero and the E is a three because I couldn't take like the actual thing. So 
<laughs> I'll see you guys there tonight on that live stream. And if you want to play Among Us with me, show up to the stream and uh, we'll get you guys in Discord and we'll have a lot of fun. Uh, so, anywho, with that being said,